Dan, you on here? I'm ready. Good to go. How's the audio on your end? Sounds kind of like a phone call, I guess. I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. (laughs) Everybody, welcome to the Workman's Edge. Anybody that is listening out there, uh, just the preface, we have no Series 7 license. We're not financial advisors. These are just ideas. They may make or lose you money. We're not saying to go out and do them. We're just having some fun, just talking like we would on a phone call. That's right. Maybe just probably better advice just don't do it uh, you could, ever you could do the opposite the opposite i mean we do make money sometimes <laughs> but it, anyway here's what we're looking to do me and dan are two you know more or less average guys you know not anything special about us especially in a financial sense but we do some right. options we do some dfs we do some different betting get in some bitcoin whatever whatever we and have our, real jobs we have that real have jobs. nothing to do with this at all absolutely <laughs> And like you said, we've made some money. We've had some fun. Uh, neither of us have made enough money to quit our jobs or anything like that. But we just thought probably wouldn't be making this podcast if if we did, honestly. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> if we knew everything we're talking about, we wouldn't be making this podcast. We'd be out there doing. It. <laughs> what we're gonna do? This is our first one ever, so we're gonna try to run down a little bit of a show sheet here and just see what happens. It may be good. It may be bad. It, this may be the one and only. This might be the only time. <laughs> one and done. Or maybe one out of a million. We'll see. Yeah, one out of a million. This could be the start of something truly special. That's right. But I'm about I, it. What I wanted to start off with, Dan, we'll kind of go down the list. I think we're going to do a uh, – and this may be the way the show goes long term. It may not. Who knows? But we'll see. I'm looking to do a lesson every day for people. We got some people that may listen that have no idea what we're talking about. For sure. I had a friend ask me today what a call is, and I was like, well, here you go. There you go. That's what we're looking for right there. We're going to have a news segment where we might hit on something like, uh, you know, Warren Buffett talking last night. And we may say some stuff that may not be, even be factually correct, just stuff we've heard on Twitter kind of thing. For sure. We're we'll going to go We're going to go through a daily play, something that we like for tomorrow's market that is a you're in, you're out kind of thing. We're going to go through a semi-long term. And what that is is something that you think over the next week, over the next three months, maybe even over the next two years, you think could pop and get some money off of it, and you either want to be over-leveraged on it, so you don't want to buy a stock traditionally, you better buy a contract, or you may not believe in it long-term, but you might believe in short-term. Take uh, Zoom, for an example. A lot of people thought it would go up, but I don't know if they're believers as far as a buy-and-hold situation. Right. We're going to do a long-term, something I think you should stick in your 401k, your Roth, whatever, and just hold it. And again, we're not financial advisors, so you don't have to, but (laughs) we're going to throw some ideas out there. We're going to do a miscellaneous segment where we'll just talk about something, whatever. It could be anything. Just It could be real estate. It could be fantasy Bitcoin. football, best balls. It could be Bitcoin. I'm all about some Bitcoin. Yeah, hopefully, it'll be DFS if we get some sports on soon. And then, I hope. We got NASCAR. I mean, that's like NASCAR, Dan. That ain't, percent that's nothing. there. <laughs> that's nothing. We're going to have the play of the show at the end, and that's where we're going to pick one of the plays we discussed. And we're going to throw some actual money on it and put it as part of the show's portfolio. And it's going to be a hundred to a thousand dollar bet, depending on how we feel about it, which one we pick. And we're just going to ride it out and say that is the best play we've heard on the show. Now, Dan doesn't know my plays. I don't know Dan's plays. The reactions you get out of these are going to be completely organic. Which could be the worst idea we've ever had, or could be the best. (laughs) It could be gold. It could be the. It could be terrible. But we're going to roll it. So we'll guess, find out tomorrow, and we'll let you know. There you go. <laughs> I guess what we'll start out with, we'll start with a little lesson. Like Dan said, we got some friends that don't even know what a call or a put is. 
So I guess what we'll have, we'll have Dan, if you want to do a call and then I'll explain a put, we'll just do it real, like super simplistic, like not even, sure. not even intrinsically accurate, just a basic idea. So I'm looking at Robin Hood's most traded stocks right now. We'll go with um, like Ford, for example. If you thought Ford was going to go up tomorrow, even if it was just 50 cents or a dollar, um, you would buy a call. Call is basically guessing that the stock price is going to go up. And you can think of that as a coupon, like a coupon to buy that stock in the future at a higher price, but you're buying it now at the discount. So you pay extra to get that coupon. You pay, say, $200 extra to buy that stock now at a lower price. But if you're buying, say, a thousand shares of that, that, um, that coupon, you know, it's going to save you a bunch of money and it's going to get you a discount, but you never really have to buy the stock. You can just sell that coupon for say it was 200 bucks. Stock price goes up. Now that coupon has value. You can sell that coupon for 300 bucks. You made a hundred bucks. And if Ford has good news tomorrow and it goes up, you could make a hundred bucks in 30 minutes or less. Absolutely. The way I kind of look at it and I'm sure Dan agrees with me, it's like trading stocks, but supercharged. Like Dan said, if Ford goes up 50 cents tomorrow and you're owning a share of the stock or say you put $200, I don't know what Ford's trading at right now. I'm sure it's low because it's terrible. But if you <laughs> buy actual shares of stock. I'm not on it. Let me, let me say I'm not into it. The money you're going to make from those shares of stock is going to pale in comparison to what you could make buying a call. With that same amount of money, you know, apples to apples, however much money you're going to put buying stock shares if you buy calls. It's supercharged because each contract represents 100 shares. So even with the premium in play, you're going to have a chance to really make some money or really lose some money a lot quicker than if you bought a share of the stock. Yeah, it's it's fast moving. And then also just throw in for people that have no idea what they are. You choose a date that you expect that price to be at what you're guessing. So you say you choose Friday that's coming up. Um, that's going to be your expirations of the May 8th, and you're guessing. So Ford, for example, is 492 right now. Let's say you think it's going up to 550. You buy a call for the strike price of $5.50, and the expiration date is the 8th. And so the closer you get to that date, you better hope it's up, or you better get out of that contract because you could lose some money or yeah. lose everything you put in. The other thing you have to take into consideration is the time theta and the fact that the closer you get to that expiration date, it's gonna that contract's gonna be worth less and less because there's less time for it to hit that number you want it to hit. So you also have to keep an eye on that. A lot of different moving parts. If you're doing a weekly contract like Dan's talking about, I would be trying to get out same day, worst case next day. You don't want to hold all the way to Friday and experience that kind of premium burn. For sure. And uh, and you know, we said we were talking for some friends. We Clearly, we have friends that have never traded these. Um, some of you guys out there probably know more than enough. But a simple YouTube or Google search could can really teach you a lot if you if you look into uh, this. Absolutely. And a lot of you that are listening, if you're out there listening, you may know <laughs> even more than we do on this. Like a hundred percent more. We don't. We're just here for sports. entertainment. Yeah, we're not doing we're not doing spreads. We're not doing uh, iron condors anything like that. We're literally just buying calls and puts. So but it's working. Yeah, it's working. There's, <laughs> there's better ways to do it for sure. But this is probably the most fun way, in my opinion. A put for sure. is basically the complete opposite of what Dan just said. You're, bet, you're betting on the stock to go down. 
that's as simple as that. It's still a hundred shares per contract, still exponential returns up or down. You're just thinking that stocks will have some hard times. Now, one thing you may be interested in doing, because I was when I first started, you may be interested in buying calls and puts around earnings dates when the stock's going to kind of tell how it did last quarter. I, not to say I would advise <laughs> an advisor, I would tread lightly on something like that because you will see just massive swings you may not be prepared for on something like that. And it'll go the complete opposite way that you ever expected. Oh, nine times out of ten, absolutely. And sometimes, but, sometimes good news is bad. Yeah, it, in this market, you really, you really don't know. Amazon. I mean, Amazon's been to my house every single day for at least two weeks, and you would think their stock would skyrocket after earnings. But uh, Davy Day Trader learned that's not always true. <laughs> absolutely. Well, let's go to news here. As far as news, the only thing I really picked up on over the weekend was just uh, it sounds like Buffett is just very. Oh, he's going to tank. Buffett's tanking the airline industry single handedly this weekend. Oh, absolutely. Or it seems like it. He's just, he's not seeing a recovery as the way he made it sound, at least not near, ter- near term. And you got to think the guy is really, really old. So he doesn't have the same time <laughs> frame that either of us on this call do. Me and Dan are in our, uh, you know, late 20s, whatever. Buffett yeah, doesn't I'm, have that kind of time horizon. Not at all. He so has time would, of our parents, but older. Exactly. So I wouldn't look at it as like a death nail for the airline industry, at least not long term. But tomorrow you could see some red, absolutely. Oh, for sure. And it's a good way to play some of this for us playing puts and calls and options. Absolutely. Especially when you have, um, I'm looking at Robin Track, Robin Hood Trading, people that, I mean, I've had multiple friends text me or call me in the past two weeks wanting to get into stocks and they're on robin hood and the robin hoods i mean in the first 20 stocks you have most of the major airlines so clearly once people that put in 50 bucks for the first time of their life in the stock market see that price dropping tomorrow they may get scared and get out which is a perfect time to play some puts and and see what happens absolutely and what you got to think on Robin Hood, man, a lot of those traders, they kind of have the same sort of mentality we do. I hope we're a little bit more educated, but uh, <laughs> they're trying to find these stocks that have bottomed and trying to play them back up. So that's why you'll see a lot of uh, a lot of airline purchases. Back when movie passes around, you saw a whole lot of people buying shares Tons. of Harmony. And it's just they're looking for a kind of a get-rich-quick stock or whatever. So, yeah. Dan said, excellent opportunity to do puts tomorrow because a lot of them should be running to the exits if we see some kind of turn down in those stocks. And that's what I, you know, on my daily plays, I do have uh, JETS, 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 <laughs> um, little ETF. I guess it, I don't know the holdings, but I assume it holds Delta, United, Love, um, or not a Love, but Southwest. And, uh, I'm thinking we'll see what that activity is like or volume in there. And then also United Airlines, just because I never liked them. And I feel like most, uh, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the population probably really likes Delta. So United also beat that guy up, right? I think that oh, was United yeah. or maybe yeah, that American. Was, that was United, bro. I'm pretty so sure. They really haven't had a good, a good run. No, airlines, I mean, everybody would like for them to die, but it's a uh, necessary part of how we live as a society, so I don't know oh, if they sure. will. And you got to think, I mean, I, go this, ahead. This isn't worse than 
9-11 kind of thing for airline stocks. No. This is something – people are still flying right now. There's going to be – people are going to get way more relaxed in this whole thing. You might have to match oh, yeah. the whole jet up or whatever. But this is this is going to be in the rearview window sooner rather than later. Well, and I looked at United. Uh, I mean, I don't really know their history, but their stock has been as low as 280 And then it goes, you know, $40, $50. So uh, it's – it's clearly not something that's really going to be long term. Which is, it's great to play uh, a guess tomorrow that they're going down just because of what someone, a household name, said. But in the long term, it's probably also a good play because they're you're going to need a plane. I, I looked up I looked up prices to fly out to Arizona because that was my most recent travel, and it was. It was still three or four hundred dollars. The price hasn't really changed, but the amount of planes going has. So, who knows? I mean, we have to fly. Yeah, it's not staying it's, down. It's part of uh, just being a human. We've got to fly. It's just this. Who right, we are. brothers. Some people North say Carolina Man, represent. Meant to fly. We're meant to fly, bro. <laughs> but here's what I'm thinking. As far as touching on United. Mm-hmm. I was reading some stuff. They have the uh, highest international exposure as far as flights that leave this great country. Oh, so nice. if I was looking for one to throw some puts on, and I was just going to pick one, it would be United. Because the thing that's going to recover the slowest will be these international flights, especially to a uh, you know place like China or something like that. We're not right. going to be flying back and forth there anytime soon. And this is this is going way too deep into the – uh, options on airplanes or flights, I guess. Um, but I do, I'm into airplanes a little bit and I do have what's called a flight radar on my phone, which is super lame. But, (laughs) (laughs) but if you, if you look on flight radar, you can see what planes are in the air at that exact moment. And you can see what's flying over your house, as long as it's not like a private plane. And if you look at that now compared to what it was three months ago, it is insane. Like oh, I used to, it. it was, it was, there were so many planes that you couldn't even really see what was going on on the app. And now it's died down, especially the planes flying overseas. So I think that's a great play. I mean, just based on looking at the actual traffic. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to transition. I had some more stuff for daily, but I'm going to come back to it a different day. Just some stuff about, some people we'd follow on Twitter and just different mess I'd keep in mind on the daily, like limiting your losses and all that. But I'm going to use this to transition to my semi-long-term play. And this is a play that I I wouldn't have a problem having this in my 401k and just holding it long-term. But I think we get a chance here where I want to be kind of leveraged into it with these contracts. I think we get a bump sooner than later on this one. So What's what, that? I, what I'm going to do, and when I say sooner rather than later, I mean over like a – probably 12-month to 24-month horizon, maybe sooner kind of thing. I'm all about some Southwest Airlines, bruh. Just all oh, yeah. about it. So, Have you ever flown it, or what What hey, gets you into Southwest? Bags fly free, bruh. That's, that's, that's <laughs> probably the number one thing that's got me just interested in this one is the bags flying free. But here's what you got to think about Southwest. All these other airlines, the major ones, have gone way farther off their 52-week lows. Like United Airlines was $9 off its 52-week low. Yeah. Southwest Airlines is right there at its 52-week low. It has not budged very much. And last week, it was starting to get some push up until the market corrected on Friday. This thing's got some right. – it wants to move. There's some, there's some short squeeze potential here. But the main thing I'm looking at, the price it was February 13th before all this mess happened, 
you're talking about fifty eight dollars. It's fifty eight a share is what it was. Trade at twenty nine right now. So another thing that I like in these guys, their cash balance is ridiculous. They've almost got ten billion dollars in cash. That's an industry leader. They don't have to take a whole whole bunch of loans. I mean, they'll they'll probably take any government money they can get, but they don't have to go looking for these kind of shark loans like the cruise lines got. Right. They're going to be able to withstand this whole thing. They could go maybe even a year with no flights and still be fine, which that's not going to happen. We'll be back almost full time flying probably by the end of the year, I would think. Right. So what and I, I was like to do, go ahead, man. I was looking at their balance sheet and it didn't really look like they have much debt. I could be no, wrong, they're, but they're I mean, it was like spot. great position. And then you have all these analyst reports. That I assume just because they're an airline, they're they're giving them awful valuations compared to, I mean, like Market Edge. It says avoid. I'm looking at TD on an analyst for paid reporting, but and nothing is is positive. Switch is good for us to get a lower price, and then it bounces yeah. back in a few months. I would expect. I mean, you have you have summer coming up. Uh, states are opening. Even if it's not safe to travel, people are going to get a sense of feeling or confidence. So the thing is on that, what more negative news could we possibly get to drive this thing lower? They've gotten I mean, the bailout <laughs> from the government. They're getting money there. The virus seems to be like we kind of have a feel for it at least. Like I don't think that we're going to get any real, real negative news anytime soon, you know, hopefully. Right. So I think this is a great time to buy it. But what I would do, with that Buffett mess, because that Buffett mess was, that's the last negative piece of news we could have got is that the oh, greatest sure. investor of our time said, Hey, I'm out of the airline this sector. So I think completely into the session Monday and you go in those 2022 options, dude, and you look at maybe that 27 and a half strike at the close day on Friday, you could have got it for about a thousand bucks is what it would have cost you to be in that mess. It'll be that's, cheap tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be cheaper. And that tomorrow you might get it under a thousand dollars. Well, if you get a hundred percent recovery from that premium you paid for that twenty-seven and a half, you're looking at two thousand fifteen dollars, which you would make, not taking into account the time money. So you may get that; it may recover oh, yeah. quicker than January twenty twenty-two, and you'd have that time on top of it. Not to mention, you don't have to hold it the whole way, man. We might get a little recovery in three months. You might make four or five hundred dollars and want to get out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you could. Just get a little positive news in the next couple of weeks. I mean, I can already, I've already heard positive news about airplanes, the way they work and the way air is filtered. It's probably one of the safest places to be, yeah. like for breathing in air, which is crazy that everybody's freaking out over airplanes. But uh, we, we're going to use them. There's no way we could live this way forever. Absolutely. And if, like I said, if you're mine and Dan's age, Now's the time to start taking some risk like that on farther out options or on stocks you purchase. Something that you you know you may not want to play the weekly on it, you may not want to play the monthly, but these stocks are going to go back up in our lifetime. I mean, they're going to get back to these highs. It may it may take five years, kind of thing. And on that Southwest Airlines, if you got to the end of that 2022 contract and it was still not where you want it to be, I would just take money and buy it at that lower price point and just act like, hey, whatever kind of thing. I paid a little bit of a premium not to, yeah. you know, not to have this money in the game, but I'm going to buy it now. So. I mean, two years is – 2022 is so much further than you think about. Yeah, if we're not recovered by 2022, I don't even know what you want to do. This you know, podcast won't matter. Yeah. Stocks won't matter. It this doesn't matter. Over with, bro. 
if, if we're not recovered by 2022 and we're not flying, then you, it really doesn't matter. Yeah, you'd be living in your virtual world, just staying at home. I mean, and there's can, no way. You can do anything you want then. But what's your semi-long-term play, bro? Who are you looking at for a quick kind of hit? Um, Almost completely different. But uh, <laughs> but uh, specifically gold, um, not long term at all because it it's not something people hold for long. But um, a ETF that that holds a lot of different companies within it is the uh, GDX symbol. It's the Vanek Vectors Gold Miners ETF. Um, it's been going up and up and up. I mean, from the from the actual crash that we or not crash, but this, I mean, the downturn, yeah. right. Um, you know, gold wasn't worth much because nobody wants that whenever we're having a good economy. But now that the dollar is, or just everybody's economy is getting odd and, and nobody really knows what to think next. Bitcoin and gold is where everybody usually goes bitcoin's too new to really even understand for most people so they're going to put their money in gold exactly and i mean gold they're already expecting the value to go up but with the uh with the etf the gdx you just get a bunch of different companies a bunch of different miners um i don't know if i would be so high on it if i didn't actually look into gold but i watched a netflix show about gold randomly doing the research bro putting in the time (laughs) i like it and there's i mean they've mined in all different and uh all different continents and countries and it's not all i wouldn't say it's, it's a legal business it looks like it's a bunch of drug money but what better time to bet on drug money if I have to be morbid like that? There you go. And gold's not oil, man. There is, there's not a lot of gold is what I understand. Like no. oil, oil seems like it's everywhere. I, mean, I don't know if any, of you, <laughs> if any of you guys out there are a fan of this OBX show. You probably know a little thing or two about gold and its valuation. But, um, yeah, I mean – Semi-long, even daily, you can I've, – I've traded daily on, on gold with a KGC. It's just a mining company. Uh, made a – I don't know, flipped, let's see, probably like 20 bucks on a contract. So if you would have bought, say, I don't know, 20, 20 contracts looking at a, a good chunk of change, just really doing nothing just because the market went down and you expect gold to go up. All these gold companies are up. Pretty much every single one. So that's why I'm going with GDX because it it incorporates a lot of different companies. Do you have a uh, specific contract in mind or any price target in mind or are you just outright buying? For the GDX? daily, I don't. I mean, it, it really depends on the day. Like on Friday, you have a down day and gold goes up. But a few days before that, you have a good market day and gold goes down. So I haven't... I haven't got into actual uh, since I. I mean, how I did cheap, trade it. How cheap is the daily, bro? On that, I haven't looked into it. I've, I'm not a big. Gold You're talking about like a more, daily, flashy, like a uh, options contract. Yeah, like what? Are, what are you getting into? Like, what? How much does it cost roughly? Oh, I mean, this is so. So let me go back to my order. Um, my, my question: What I'm kind of getting at? Could you go in each day? Or maybe you know once a month, whatever. Could you purchase one of these GDX contracts or several of them, whatever, whatever you're playing with in your account? 
could you do that as kind of a hedge play? And then on exactly. these days when we get a red market, like you can hold during the green market and not get beat up too bad. Then when we get these really red markets kind of come back into play and make a little money that way. Would right. You, it's not a, that? And this is something that people our age could do even on a limited budget. I mean, it's, uh, for example, let's go in GDX is the most expensive since it has so many different gold stocks in it. But say you wanted to go out to June, the beginning of June, which is a long time in these contracts. But the price of GDX right now is three, $33.29. You could do a thirty-three fifty contract for, uh, you'd probably get it for two point. Oh eight, so two hundred and eight dollars. You get a contract, and gold. I mean, it's up a dollar and three cents on TD, TD Ameritrade right now. That's um, let's see, that's it's been going up quick. <laughs> and for, so for what you've seen, that's is only almost... twenty cents off. Thirty three is thirty three twenty nine or thirty three thirty right now. Yeah. From what you've seen, is it almost a direct, just kind of inverse? Like if the market's going up, is gold almost a sure bet to be going down and vice versa? Oh, without a doubt. I mean, like daily it's like that. Because you're, you're looking at something that's $33 right now, but whenever, whenever this market really starts to impact us, if we don't go back to living our normal lives, um, you have a – a low of $16. So it was 1618 before all of this happened. I'm talking about like when Dow 30,000 and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, so like March. So 16 kind of like the built-in floor more or less. Yeah. And now we're already up to 3329 in uh, about, let's see, month and a half. Or a month I'll, and, I'll tell you what yeah. I like about this. I like this as a... Uh, different kind of way to kind of like short the S&P and bet against the market. It's a cheaper way. Yeah, it's it's a cheaper way and it's a safer way because the market could get off and take off running and it could run theoretically for the next five years. Like it could run 30,000, Dow 50,000, whatever, dude, especially with the way the government we've got in right now just pumping it. You could get railroaded. Where gold is always going to have some intrinsic value because it is still gold. You're not just going to get ran out of the show kind of thing. And if you're doing a semi-long play, you could turn that into a lifelong play and eventually get out of it. I don't think there's really any way you could ever lose money in an ETF. I think you yeah. could lose money in a specific company if something crazy happened yeah. to them. Um, but, I mean, if you go back to, like, 2007, 2008, and then ride that into, let's see. 2000 right before 2012 it was 66 dollars was its height high um basically over the past 20 years and that was right after uh the market went completely down so if that was to happen clearly this is a great uh just the opposite play of of playing anything long term that you think's going up i'll tell you what i love the idea of taking a recovery stock you like a lot and then pairing it with the GDX like you're talking about, and then oh, yeah. seeing which one gets the momentum. If we start taking off and things are good and you start losing money in that GDX, if the momentum's strong enough, cut ties with it and roll your recovery stock, which should be going through the roof. On the counterpoint, if we start yeah. going the wrong way, you cut ties with that recovery stock if you want, or you may hold depending on how cheap you got it at, but that GDX will be balling out, man. And it's 
if you buy options in it, you're going to make a ton or lose a lot or a small amount, really, because the options don't cost that much. But if you went and just bought the stock semi-long, I mean, you really can't lose that much, but you could potentially make a lot, especially if you turn it into a long-term, hold it forever type of thing. Can we both agree that uh, silver may be the worst investment known to mankind? I'm not. I'm not silver. I'm not into silver. <laughs> I would. I would never. I, I just can't get my head around it, man. It seems like that thing, market good or bad, it's just nothing. <laughs> I mean, people trade it daily, and I saw somebody make some. Yeah, like some a big a money. Yeah. <laughs> I just never seen anything like it, man. I was expecting when the market kind of halfway. I don't even want to call it a crash, but when it went down, is what I'll say. When it went down a chunk. Right. I was expecting silver to go up, man. I was looking on there and I was like, "Silver's going to be seventeen dollars or whatever the heck it's supposed to be." I right. Mean, it was traded like thirteen or something, man. It was yeah. awful. It's just it went down with the market, and then the market went back up, and it didn't go that much. Down. It's just <laughs> nothing. It's terrible, bro. Was, it's like we're just going to stay right here. Yeah. So if just, you want to put your money into it, you can. It. But you can put it under your mattress and probably be better off. Dan, I would rather own, own copper. <laughs> In case at, least you can, at least you can make wires out of yeah. copper. Like, I just don't want any part of silver, bro. I just I can't stand people to think it's a long-term investment. I'm sorry if you're listening and that's you. Oh. I hate it, bro. I would, I'd rather put the money under a mattress or in a hole in the yard. Oh, for sure. It's easier to get to. Bro, let me tell you my long-term play right here. And I'm this, ready. This is going to kind of – it'll blow your mind a little bit, and I may not be thinking about it the right way, and it may even be better off as a short-term put. If that makes, sense. <laughs> that so makes I'm looking, sense. I'm looking at Royal Caribbean, bro. What have you read? I mean, is, I'm not against you because I, I bought some RCO. But bro, let me let me blow your mind. Learn me. <laughs> what do you think the uh what do you think the dividend is for Royal Caribbean right now? The uh the rate. Just throw me a percent. Ooh. Um gosh, I wouldn't even know a percent. Let's say like just, get, just throw something Ooh, out there. That's like, tough. Just throw me. You talking about numbers. twenty cents? The for the quarterly dividend? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, right now, bro, if I'm reading these eight K filings correct, it's gonna be zero. So <laughs> stay, stay with me here. If you look it up online, like if you Google search it real quick, it'll tell you to annualize dividends like three dollars and twelve cents, which you think is a steal for that forty one dollars a share. You're right, about like a seven point six percent dividend for a name brand. Fairly okay, yeah, it's three, three twelve, two point forty seven percent. Eight years of consecutive dividend. Yeah, it seems like it seems really super strong, bro. And it seems like the stock was just trading at like one hundred and thirteen in February. They had a record setting year last year. The market. And I did say I said twenty cents quarter, but I was expecting that now, not before the. Oh, so you were you were okay? You were trying to get not like get what it used it. to be. So, what I've been reading on these 8K filings, bro, and I don't know what I'm doing, so, like, just keep that in mind. I don't even (laughs) – It looks like there's a prohibition of dividend payments that will last at least a year. Dang. So, they've got to – because they got to pay off these debt tranches they took out. They can't pay a dividend. And it looks like they haven't officially announced it yet, so your average just regular kind of retail trader – have right. no idea. They think they're buying in. Like I thought I was buying in when I bought RCL a month ago. I thought I was buying in this super dividend. And they haven't listened to this podcast. Is their problem? There, there you go. <laughs> and like I said, this may be misinformation, man. This may not be accurate. <laughs> Did but, they also buy into AMC? <laughs> let's not even. Let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> but anyway, 
what I'm thinking you do here, Royal Caribbean comes out their earnings report on May 6th. So that, oh, that's coming up. Yeah, that's what, like Wednesday or something? Let's I see. I don't know. Third, yes, Wednesday. Is. So what you do, hopefully at that earnings date, they kind of clear some of this up and say, hey, by the way, we're not going to be able to do the dividend the way we've been doing it. Or they're going to, they're going to at a minimum slack. I mean, they have to. Where are they? I mean, where do you put a ship that this bit is this big? I don't know where their ships are. They're either talking about putting them in storage. storage. Yeah, I don't, I don't but, know. I mean, I would be running them to just store oil on or something. But anyway, that's a different thing. But if they come out, that's a whole another story. Is zero, bro. This stock. Nobody's going to want this. They could test the lows again. But what I'd like to do, because this is still a very strong company, man. When you think about cruises. This is, big one fan. Of the, this is one of the big three for sure. And like I said, it has the strongest margins. It was the highest stock price by far. It was up around 113 a share. If it gets beat up after this earnings, I'm trying to go in, dude. I'm trying to know oh, yeah. a little bit 401k long-term play because that dividend will get reinstated when things go back to normal. It may not for sure. just right off the bat. It may not, but over time it's going to. So you're going to get that 7.6% dividend. You may miss on, for, miss on it for a year. But the other thing, you're going to get that stock under 40, and it may go up I mean, to 113 by the time, you know, 10 years from now. And we're talking about a company that, I mean, just to get, uh, I guess you could say more personal, um, for, question for you. So, so say in two months, everything's looking kind of decent, but people are still getting sick, but they're offering cruises for 300 bucks on a cruise. I took it. Uh, one on my honeymoon. It was, I don't know, maybe four or five grand for the whole thing. And, but Royal's the best. You got everything's the best. I don't know what your parents do, but would you say they would be afraid to get on it? I mean, they're the ones that got off of it whenever Corona was popping. <laughs> Bro, they would book one today. I think, and I think I'm speaking for a lot <laughs> and of I feel elderly, like, a lot of elderly I people, would say right? most. Most of the elderly population that's healthy and not old, like with a broken back, but they want to, you know, experience what fun things they can for the next 20 years before they are just bedridden almost. They're not bedridden, but need to stay at home. But I will say this, there are old people (laughs) that instead of like going into a home and stuff like that or just retiring to a place in Florida, some of these old people would cruise year round. They just they get on the cruise ship and they stay. Exactly, and that's, it's cheaper. They, it's cheaper than it, a man. retirement home. Old people <laughs> love this mess. The cruise lines will be back. And I, I wasn't saying your parents are not going to be bedridden in twenty years. No, I I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> but they will be cruising. They'll be cruising nonstop. Exactly. Right? So I think this is something. If you can get this below forty, hopefully we can get a chance at below thirty-five. That earnings report is going to go one or two ways. You're going to get some source of confidence, and that stock may go up to like $50 a share or something. I still love it there. Or, like I said, they're going to come out about this dividend, and you are going to get a fantastic price with all the negative news possible baked in. And when we start cruising again, you're going to be rolling, man. Exactly. For sure. And uh, I hope you can't hear my child screaming. but uh... I don't mind on this podcast, bro. <laughs> Um, you also have you have celebrity cruises and Royal Caribbean. They're owned by Royal Caribbean, so you don't just get Royal; you get celebrity, which is getting. I mean, celebrity celebrity is focused at that older group that um, they're going to cruise. They don't care <laughs> type yeah. of crowd. I'm in, bro. I mean, I don't think it's any uh, 
any less safe than like theaters or uh, if you if you think stadiums and concerts are going to get back going. Oh, I, mean, I don't think it's much less safe yeah. than that. I think the sanitization and stuff will really be upgraded on these cruise ships. Things are going to sure. they're, they're going to do a whole lot of different things, and I think I think it's fine. Easily, I agree. Would 100%. I go on one? No, no, I'll pass. No, but I, would I buy the stock? <laughs> sure, absolutely. Give me your That's... long-term play, Dan. Who are you taking long-term? Who can I buy today, not look at, and 30 years from now, I'm going to say, Dan got me some money. Well. Not guaranteed. <laughs> it's not guaranteed. But I'm going to go with, I mean, it's an easy out, but AMD, I mean, there's, I know it's not a cheap play right now. And I, I got in really early, but right now it's near fifty dollars. It's forty nine eighty eight was the closing price, but I, I feel like this virus has shown that this is where we're at now. We're not gonna not use these things. Yeah, uh, my com- my computer's at home right now. It does have, a, or my work computer's at home. It has an Intel processor, but other computers have AMD processors, and AMD is cheaper. Um, it's what's being used in gaming computers because it is cheaper. Everyone's switching from Xbox, PlayStation to more. Not everyone. Eh, take that back. But a lot I'm of people are people. getting into computers. And AMD is is cheaper, but it works well. And it's it's a good processor. So getting outside of the whole, you know, what it is, um, 50 bucks for that is not bad at I don't see why it wouldn't go up like Microsoft. Oh yeah, uh, and Microsoft's around one seventy four right now, so I could easily see a double. And AMD, let's see. Whenever I first purchased AMD, which really wasn't that long ago, it was twenty eight bucks. And now, in probably the worst economic time we've ever seen, it's it's at fifty bucks. So that's. I mean, clearly it's growing exponentially. I got two questions for you, bro. <clears throat> One's a simple question. Does it have a dividend? People want to, uh, people want to know if we're going to get like a quarterly payment. We want to know. Not, not yet. Not yet, but that could be coming. Here's my number two thing. Would it be fair to say, and this may be thinking way, way long term, for these computer processing type companies or whatever, I don't know a whole, whole lot about it. I use a computer. I uh, <laughs> coded a little bit. I don't know what they're made out of. I don't know how they work. But it's it fair to say there is so much growth potential for these processing companies in small business. Like you've got your IBM and you've got your big corporations that are using all these supercomputers and just this top-notch computing. That's going to trickle down eventually into our small business Main Street kind of, kind of situation, is it not? For sure. I mean, it, it's, gonna, it's used in these computers and it's the, the cheap alternative right now, but it's not cheap. It's not it's not bad. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, you it's have, not an inferior product. Exactly. You have AMD Resin 7 specifically. It's one of the newer ones. And it's um, it's going into a Lenovo computer. Lenovo, I'm not sure how you say it. but I've always said Lenovo, bro, but I like the way you said it. Roll off the <laughs> I mean, it's going into a work computer that people can afford. Uh, also, it's also going in, you know, I was talking about the the PC world. Which, you know, that's what processors like that used to be for. But now it's also going into the new PlayStation and the new Xbox. So, I mean, why why go into Intel, which has been there forever? It's on Intel too. But AMD is 
and cheaper processor that works good. Yeah, it's and more it's, of a growth story. It's our generation's processor. Let me ask you this, and I don't know enough about it, and I don't know if you do or not, but with the automation of jobs, and especially like the, the automation of jobs we're looking at in the future, a lot of these manual labor, factory-type jobs are going to get automated. Is AMD, do they have a chance to be kind of the processing component behind those kind of, I don't know, if, I don't want to say robot and sound completely uneducated, but these robot kind of situations where like they're going to be on the line instead of a human, is AMD kind of doing that kind of situation? Is that I wish I knew. I mean, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to actually Google that. Way crazy, but that's- <laughs> You're talking over my head, but <laughs> I don't, I mean, you have um, this kind of jumping off of that. You have, let's just say that somehow Bitcoin does become something extremely bigger than what it is now, which it's almost value of nine grand. So it's, it's big, yeah. but you have to have a computer and a processor to create a Bitcoin to create that money. And AMD is being used in that. Um, apparently it runs, it runs cool. So it's, it's not getting too hot and it's, I, I mean, if it, they're doing the mining it's one of the players. I would assume they would be your automation chip for something like a factory machine right. thing. If we're going to, I mean, it's huge. I mean, these computers are, extremely powerful and it's running running cool and it's also a great price so i'm i'm all about amd long-term short-term daily you got me all in i'm I'm all in i'm gonna be taking a position monday i love that for a 401k type situation or a buy and hold stock as that the age we are i keep harping on that this is something you want to look at is how you think the world's going to look 20 30 years that's how you make the big money on these stocks who is going to be the player that revolutionized that and you don't want to look at i mean maybe you do like an amazon or something that's already happened it's here that's that's too that's just too expensive to even get yeah, into i mean the pe ratios on stuff like that is insane but like when you can find a little company not a little company but when you can find a kind of off the radar like amd's not a household name by any means right if you can find an amd somebody that you think is going to be a big player in the future in situations like this that's where the money to be made on your 401k, man. I'm I'm all in on stuff like that. Oh, for sure. And if just to kind of put that Amazon deal into perspective, you could buy 45 shares of AMD for the price of one share of Amazon. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that, man. AMD, I think, is a great long-term holding. I'm, uh, I'm very interested. I wish they had a dividend because I am trying to build a little bit well, of dividend. Just to play, a... But. I mean, they should have a dividend one day. I would think Intel is very similar to them. Uh, Intel does, and they're they're bigger. They do a lot more, but their dividend is annual is a dollar thirty two. So and, and, and Intel's fifty seven dollars. So maybe right now you wanted some Intel to get a dividend. I would say buy both, but yeah. AMD for the longer and for the longer run. They have a chance to steal market share from Intel. I mean, exactly. They're who you want to back, I think. Now, Intel is just released today. They're looking to buy uh, something like Google Maps, I think, a public transit app for a billion dollars. Yeah. I don't know what Intel's trying to get into. AMD's not doing anything like that, but well, uh, Intel better. may lose money on that. Sometimes it's better, yeah, with, a, with companies like this, if they stay focused on their primary objective. I've exactly. seen companies like AT&T, from personal experience, try to get into too many areas as far as, you know, AT&T, look, they got HBO, they've acquired Time Warner Media. 
right. acquired DirecTVs. A lot of that, they've just kind of gotten all over the map and it has not worked out for them the way you would think and the way they hoped it would. So I like, and, I like a company focused on something they do really well. And just one more thing about AMD. You have uh, our whole world right now is all about esports. We have no other sports right now. Maybe some table tennis in Russia is what I saw you could bet on, but I'm not really about that. There's some Korean baseball uh, coming, bro. <laughs> it's coming. We've got spring training. Every, well, I'm not going to say that. But <laughs> it, it'll, it's not going to. It's not going to interest me too much, but it's there. It'll be there. But AMD is, you know, it's it's big in the esports, gaming, graphics. I, I mean, that's that's what everyone's watching. That's what a lot of people are into. And I, I know. People in high school right now that are into gaming seriously are into the AMD uh, heavily, and and I think that'll stick with them forever because that's what they know and like. I'm with you on that. So it's got a residential and a commercial component. It's solid exactly. growth player. I'm I'm slam dunking it. It's in. I'm, I'm going to buy shares tomorrow. Give me, <laughs> give me something miscellaneous you're looking into, bro. And I know there's not a lot happening right now with uh, DFS and stuff like that kind of just not really, really happening for anything real. But what do you got? What Are you, are you looking into anything mm. off the board aside from stocks and this? Uh, well, NASCAR, the real racing NASCAR comes back. I lost money today oh, on we'll, the we'll fake NASCAR. The real racing, bro. Can't wait. Um, I guess they're going to have a millionaire maker on that or they're going to have a prize pool of a million dollars, which would still be a lot. But you have um, no practice, no qualifying, just straight into the race. So it's it's better than a lottery ticket. But if you know a little bit about the track and a little bit about the racers, you should have an, a little bit of an edge. Yeah, it'd be worth taking a shot on it. That's not something I would commit a huge chunk of money to, but we're going to have some fun. We're going to play it. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll spend 30 minutes on it. But, I mean, more miscellaneous definitely into Bitcoin definitely so you think bitcoin, heavy in that you think bitcoin higher highs are on the horizon i know whenever britain or brexit or however you want to go about discussing that i don't know a lot about it but their rates went negative and now i believe a lot of europe has either gone through or has negative checking account or savings rates and people get scared and want to take their money out which I'm, I don't blame it's kind of crazy that we don't pay banks to hold our money, but wow, um, not, hey, come on, I don't, Take it easy, bro. I don't want to do that. Dang. But um, uh, Bitcoin was the price jumped up, and now we're like a week and a half or two weeks. I don't know the exact date, but it's going to be more difficult to make a Bitcoin. So the price theoretically should go up, and along with what we're going through, I feel like it's a great short-term, long-term, semi-long, I don't know, make a million dollars kind of thing. Will the price ever stabilize in that mess? Or is it ever going to be like, hey, you know, Bitcoin's worth roughly $10,000, and that's what it was worth two years ago. That's what it's going <laughs> to be worth probably three years from now. Like, are we going to get some sort of stabilization similar to like what we see with the dollar and the euro and stuff like that? I mean, they all change, and but not the like, dollar. Not like Bitcoin, bruh. I think if you want to get really crazy, I think the dollar value is going to drop soon, and we're going to see the value of lots of of currency really go down to something that we've never seen. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, there's going to be a point where a Bitcoin can't really be mined, and then the I think that's when your value stabilizes. Okay. And maybe they have better ways of sending money, but <laughs> we won't talk about that. No, but I, I mean, you are you have companies on the Nasdaq or the stock exchange that are mining Bitcoins, just like you have mining gold. So I feel like it becomes the same type of thing, and I mean it's it's to the point where. I read that Bitcoin mining companies were like gold. You go out and dig in a bunch of water and mud, I guess. Well, with Bitcoin, you're you're processing some type of algorithm and or math problem. I'm not sure, but uh, you have computers that are running off of burned like oil, and now they're having to shut down because the oil isn't even being used or drilled. So it's it's way over my head, but. Would it be cheaper, I think and it's... I have no idea, and I don't really know if it matters, but would it be cheaper for me if I was starting out today, if I wanted to mine a Bitcoin, or if I wanted to try to go mine oil? What would be cheaper for me? <laughs> is it cheaper for me to get the high-tech computers and stuff I need, or would it be cheaper for me to get a team together, get a flight out to wherever you're drilling oil, and just whatever equipment I needed, what would be cheaper, bro? And so, say I just wanted, like, one Bitcoin, or, like, a half a Bitcoin, or a... I wish I knew. Can I get a barrel of oil quicker than I could get a Bitcoin if I was doing it on my own? What am I I, I as an average person more equipped to do? Am I more equipped to do the supercomputer route (laughs) or am I more equipped to go get a barrel of oil filled personally? (laughs) This is just, this is a year ago. Um, It cost, I guess, a company that already has all the equipment, which is way too much overhead. But it cost um, $5,600 to mine a Bitcoin. And uh, I know it's about to reach a half, they call it a halving. So it, I guess it like somehow the, the difficulty of it is, is ex- exponentially increased. And so they're looking at the price. You know, right now we're at 9000 They're looking at the price of the Bitcoin going up to 13 but in other halvings, you had the price go up to 20000 So who knows? So I definitely need to get some Bitcoin right now. And I would be better off <laughs> if I was trying to do one on my own. I would be better off getting a drill and a barrel and going and find, like, trying to see what I could do. Uh, that's, that's the answer true. I wanted to know just for fun. Man. I, think it, I think it consumes way too much energy for us to do it. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on that. We won't get into it. That's fine. We probably missed our boat on that. All right. Now, I, I mean, some of these countries, it costs twenty six grand to mine a Bitcoin, so who knows? Well, for my miscellaneous, bro, because there's no sports going on right now, you know that's my bread and butter. I, for sure. I have been looking for a good Ponzi scheme to get into, bro. Just, <laughs> <I'm> something, <laughs> something to make me feel alive. Like, I don't I, – I saw the uh, little cash app circle thing. Just not – Oh, I, yeah. Just, Big fan of the cash app circle. I need something a little bit more – intellectual than that i need i need more lies bro i need to be told i need to be told we're doing something like i've been involved in uh zeke rewards. you need to sell shampoo or something yeah I need, something like that something better than that i need to be like penny auction sites with that zeke rewards i fell for that i was in on that i need it like, worked though i've had a friend that was supposedly doing like trans shipping and stuff with uh bose headphones i've been in on this oh, i remember like that, that. I need, drop shipping. I need something. You tried to get me in. I need a good story, bro. I need a good story, and I will cut a check. And I need to. I need to be promised unbelievable returns. I would. I would prefer to have a website, but I will take a mailed 
you know, kind of invoice or whatever, <laughs> showing me the money that I've made, a mailed statement, letting me know how much my money's going up, even if it's not doing it. I just, I just need a little something, and I don't want to lose. Well, I don't want to lose a lot of money, but I wouldn't. Mind I don't want to. I don't want to burst your bubble, but you know, I'm on that anti MLM <laughs> subreddit, and the top post in the past day was if you have to pay to join a company. You are not an employee. You're a customer. <laughs> That's rough, bro. That's rough. So maybe we should just start a Ponzi scheme. That wouldn't be a bad idea. And once we get some listeners, we'll start pitching something. But I just. But maybe we shouldn't be throwing it out there that we're thinking about. Yeah, starting. I'll probably I'll probably just wait for sports and try to play it safe. But if if somebody hit yeah. me with a good story, somebody that I thought was pretty impressive, I could I could I might I might throw them a hundred, two hundred. Yeah, like I'll throw a prayer in, bro. Like, tell me my five hundred can be fifty thousand, like five years from now, and I will throw it to you. I'll give hey, it, throw I'll a bon jo- I'll throw a Bon Jovi on anything. Yeah, why not, bro? <laughs> I'm living on a prayer every day at this point. Bro, give me your play of the show. We've gone through a couple different plays. What are we doing? What's going to be the inaugural play of the show that we're going to put into practice and we're going to keep we're going to keep track of it? What's going to be our play? Mm. We got to we got to make some money on this first play. We haven't even talked about everything. Let's see. That's tough. What I mean the 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 airlines is just it's right there. You think the airline is the like way to go, bro? Tomorrow, yes, but the I'm talking about the two year. Oh, so you want, okay? Let me ask you: You want to do the long term, the Love Airline thing, or do you want to do puts tomorrow as the first inaugural play? Well, I think we got to give our listeners a little fun on the. I mean, we got to have something fast moving, fun tomorrow. And I'm about to sit here and do some real work tonight so I can just play tomorrow. So I need something to have fun with. All right, here's what we're going to do. At the opener, as soon as that bell rings, we're going to get an in-the-money put weekly on United Airlines. I'm about it. Let's do that. That's locked in for the first play. If anybody wants to follow along, they can. We're not advising that you should. We have no idea what will happen to it. Maybe don't. Yeah, maybe Just don't. listen to ours. We're going to go into it, and I'm hoping for uh, I'm hoping for 25 to 30%, bro. And I guess for sure. 10 15% we, downside, get out if it goes yeah. away. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, let's see. Well, we won't know what the price is. We won't know. It's not sure. opened what, up. What was it going for? Uh, well, you can't even see a weekly from last week. I was going to check it out, but, but it I don't be, know. It can't be much. I mean, I, it'll, it'll be, be like, completely different. Yeah, at, it'll be opening in the money for United Airlines weekly. It cannot be over a hundred dollars. I wouldn't think. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe like two hundred, maybe. But I, I mean, yeah, this I is this is a play I want to do just strictly off of Robin Hood ownership. Yeah, those guys are going to be. They'll be selling like crazy. I don't know if they even they. I would assume they don't even know. Well, we'll find out tomorrow when their accounts are read. <laughs> oh no, real quick! And that Buffett, that'll be all over the news, man. You'll have to, you'll have. Oh, I mean, for sure. I don't know how much news Robinhood users really consume, and I'm not talking like I'm better than a Robinhood user because I'm just on TD Ameritrade, which is not some kind of fancy. We're not, you know, doing a whole lot on TD Ameritrade, obviously. But, well, I have. I mean, Robinhood gives you news, so. I would assume. Well, actually, I'll tell you. I'm looking. I have Robinhood just because I have it. <laughs> um, let's see. U.S. Airlines now requiring masks. They do have Warren Buffett on there. So, if they look at their news feed, 
They should see bad news. <laughs> <laughs> and that may be enough, bro. A lot of people trade on the news. All right, most, of those, most of those are putting in 20 bucks and, and trying to make 10 bucks. 20 bucks so I would say they would get, as soon as they see they're losing $5, they get out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What do you think? I would think so on Robinhood, man. You're not, you're not going to see a lot not of uh, like $10,000 yeah. plus Robinhood, Robinhood accounts. Unless you're on Wall Street bets. Yeah, and you, <laughs> and you, that's all different ballgame, bro. If you want to go over there and really add some stress to your life, that's a whole different thing. That's not what we do here. We try to keep it a little bit safer than that. A little more sane. I mean, my goodness. No offense. I'm a big fan. But anyway, this was not a bad first podcast. I've really enjoyed it. I'm about if nothing it. Else, I, if nothing else, this was fun. Yeah, we've learned some stuff from each other. Uh, again, <laughs> we're going to have some... We're going to have some different people on this show. Uh, Matt was supposed to be with us today. He got busy golfing. I don't blame him. The weather's perfect. We're going to have, oh, sure. we're going to have some people on see what they do. we got some poker players coming on. Just average people that are not professionals at this that can give you average advice that you, if you want to, if you want to have some fun, you could put it into play. It's nothing – we're not looking at charts here. We're, nobody's got any kind of fancy computers or algorithms. None of us are we didn't no, really go believe, to for anything believe like this. you me. Yeah, we're just, we're just having fun. If you want to have some fun too, hopefully make some money. This is the kind of the show for you. And we're, you know, we're willing to get more content that you guys want out there. Just let us know. We'll have a Twitter account that whole nine. But again, we're not financial advisors. No series seven. You might make money. You might lose money. I'm Michael. That's Dan. We had a great time. Welcome to the Workman's Edge. Ch-ch-ch-ch.